In today's show, we look ahead to Thursday's action. There are two games on. We look at streaming targets for fantasy basketball leagues, and we look at Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore b-ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and we are available on all platforms. There are two games on tomorrow um, and we're going to look at them in this What to Watch For show. Now normally I would drop this What to Watch For show after the pregame show, but there's 12 games on. We're going to have so much stuff going on. So I thought I'd just give a little bit of an earlier um, a little bit of an earlier show, something we can just watch and pay a little bit of attention to, prepare ourselves for that day ahead before the craziness of Wednesday's NBA action comes. So, Warney. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> not laughing, not laughing. Can't do it. All right, Bucks and Sixers is the first game. It's the first time we're going to see Milwaukee play. Um, they're going to wait the two days to play, and the Sixers are three-and-a-half-point favorites here. The total is 225. I think in large part is that Chris Middleton's out, and one of his presumed replacements, Pat Connaughton, is also out. So that's two really important. Obviously, Middleton's one of their best three players, and then Connaughton's one of their best seven or eight players, and they're both going to be out. That, that makes things tough. The Sixers are injury-free. So that gives the Sixers an advantage. They played relatively okay against Boston, and now they're at home. So it, it does make sense that they're favored. Maybe three and a half is a touch too much, but I guess you throw in those injuries. I could also throw in the fact that Ingles is out as well. Of course, he's never played for the team, but if everyone was healthy, he would have a chance to fill in for Middleton and for Connaughton. So they just lose three or get three wings all on the sideline. And then another wing is questionable in Wes Matthews. So there are some wing-sized injury difficulties on this uh, Milwaukee team. So what do we want to watch for on the Bucks for this upcoming, uh, not only season, but for this upcoming game, game one? We always want to watch Giannis. I want to see how Brook Lopez looks, but I also want to see what Punch Bob does, Bobby Portis. I expect that Bobby Portis is going to start and they're going to go big. It's going to be Portis, Giannis, and Lopez at the 3-4-5 in whatever way you want to put that. Portis is not a very good defender, we all know this, but he is an elite shooter for a big man, even almost for anybody, to be honest, at this stage, he's like a 40% three-point shooter, really good offensive player, and he's probably going to pump those minutes up to 30, he is going to have tremendous value early in the season while Middleton is out, it will fade later on in the season, but his early season value is going to be great, let's see if what I believe is going to happen aligns with what actually does happen in this game, because that will be interesting. With Middleton out as well, there is a bigger opportunity for Grayson Allen. Allen's someone who can be a source of threes and points. Not a lot else, but if he's a 24-minute-a-night starter versus a 30-minute-a-night starter with uh, Middleton and Connaughton out, he does gain value. And we're talking about a two-game day, so there's clear streaming value for Allen. We saw last season, the first game of last year, he really put up some, uh, try again, put up some big numbers. Him and Jordan Wara both put up some pretty good numbers early on in the season when uh, Drew Holiday was out at times as well. And that you know, was, is a good, I don't know, mirror to what we can expect perhaps from Allen to start this season. He's not the greatest player. We know this. 
He's not going to be racking up stats in multiple categories, but some nice points and threes who might take on a little bit more offensive responsibility without Middleton out there and a couple of extra minutes. It's pretty useful. So don't be surprised when Grayson Allen is a 12-team league guy to start this season off. For the 76 as well, we have seen them in one game already. And I want to see what we get game two from the Thick Hogsman. Um, I think I am a TH. T to the H. Yeah, TH for life. Tobias Harris started off really well in game one. Had a real quiet patch. Ended with three steals and 18 points, which is okay. But to me, that does not indicate top 50, top 60. It was a solid performance. Um, but his role in the offense still troubles me. Fourth offensive option. He's not a steals guy. This is just not what he is. He's not a rebound or assist guy, and he's going to need to have those things to maintain that value of what his ADP was, which was ludicrously high on nearly every draft site. Maybe I'm going to be wrong on this. I, I could be, um, but I was staunchly against Tobias at his ADP and X rank, which was in the 50s or in the 60s. Um, nothing in game one, even though, again, it's not always about results. It's about process and how those results came to pass when trying to look at stuff and project forward. So I can look at it and go, 18 points and three steals. Josh, that's a top 50 player. It is, but I also don't think there's any realism in that moving forward. And I still don't, you know, if someone would offer you a top 50 or top 60 or top 70 player for Tobias in a trade, I would accept it immediately. You might have different valuations of Tobias Harris than I do. And you think he can still be this guy and that's by all means fine. I just don't. So if I had to buy, which I don't, literally anywhere, um, then yeah, I, I would be accepting those deals. The other one to watch is the wave pool, D'Anthony Melton. You know that I had concerns about Melton and what his role would be. They played out exactly in line with what my concerns were. I would still be holding him because of the schedule because they play here on Thursday. They play also on Saturday. But if he's going to maintain a low usage, 23, 22 to 24 minute a night role, behind Harden and Maxi, well, there's just no point. There's no upside. There's not even marginal production to help you out on a regular basis. That spot would be better utilized streaming. Now, at the moment, the best streaming option is D'Anthony Melton. So you don't drop him for that reason. But when my concerns of low upside marry into exactly what I saw in game one, I my concern level goes a little bit higher. And I go, ooh, ooh I don't think so. And I'm not willing to make... A drop call on him. Not going to jack him just yet, but he's in the chamber. He's close. So we want to see how it all looks. He might change my mind completely in this game, but that's you know, that's where he's sitting at the moment. That's the idea that's in the head. And you've always got to have this idea in your head on your roster. Who's your worst player? Because if something pops off, there's 12 games today. If someone pops off and you go, well, I need to make a quick drop. Maybe Melton's your worst guy. See you later. Right? You, you drop him. Like who is your worst guy with the limited upside? Who's going to require one to two injuries and a big increase in role to actually give you that value that you thought he would get? Well, that guy's expendable if the right player arrives in free agency. And today is going to be that day where you'll get a bunch of weird performances. Determining which one of those is real or not is a tough challenge. But you've got to know who your worst player is. And in some of you, 10-team leagues especially, Melton's going to be that worst player. He is. That's just... I think that's just how it's going to be. And I don't think that... I don't think that should be too controversial. Maybe it is. It's also not controversial to say that betonline.net is your number one source for football and basketball betting info this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game that you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. Because I'm recording this before Wednesday's games, 
let's take a look at some of the odds for Wednesday's games. And with Memphis losing both Zaire Williams and likely Dylan Brooks, that spread's come in from seven and a half down to four. They're only favored by four points now. I still think they'll beat the Knicks by four points. But the fact that it has come in that much is very, very intriguing. You can see that. All the 12 games from the NBA on Wednesday, plus the two games on Thursday over at betonline.net. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports, including Major League Baseball playoffs, the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. So head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline is where the game starts. Second game of the night. It is the final team that we haven't seen play yet. The LA Clippers taking on a team that unfortunately we have already seen play. And that is the Los Angeles Lakers, who were putrid in that first game against the Warriors. The Clippers are five and a half point favorites, and I'm going to be honest with you, that seems wildly low. Much like the Warriors being seven and a half point favorites yesterday against the Lakers, five and a half seems insane. I know it's a Lakers home game. It's at crypto.com. It's also the Clippers home court, and the Clippers are just um, so much better than the Lakers. This is, maybe I'm wrong on this, Vegas knows how to set lines. Five and a half seems insane to me. The total is 223 and a half. Of course, what we want to see, one of, the, look, one of the biggest things we want to see is Zion playing today. One of the second biggest things we want to see is Kawhi playing tomorrow. I'm a fun guy. <laughs> you know why? Because he's really good and he's back. So is he going to play 29 minutes? Is he going to play 34, 35? Is he going to sit that back-to-back at the end of the week? Absolutely, 100% sure. But what does he look like? And then how does that trickle down? What does it mean for Paul George? What does it mean for Zubats and Morris and Covington and Batum and Mann and Coffey and Powell and every player on this team? There's so many of them. Let's see what Kawhi can bring. And the other thing is John Wall. We haven't seen him play in a year also. Different reasons, not injury related. That was tanking reasons. Um, He looks like he will come off the bench. We don't know that 100%. And Reggie Jackson will start. But is this a 30 minutes for Reggie, 18 for John? Is it 24-24? Is it 20 for Reggie and 28 for John? I find that with usage being distributed to many other guys apart from Wall, with the starting job probably not his, with the distribution not always going to be going through his hands, it's really hard for me to see, wow, John Wall, massive upside play. It would require multiple injuries and a massive change in foot. John Wall was solid enough when he played in Houston, but I don't believe he was even a top 100 player in that time. And that was as a starter playing 30 plus minutes and he's not going to have that opportunity. Inefficiency, his usage will be low, his assists won't get that volume because he's not going to play enough. He is a popular pick. People were going really early on him, though, round 10 or so, and I get the feeling that when we come back to recap Thursday's game, one of the first things I'm going to say is, yeah, I don't think he can hold John Wall. We hold him now, absolutely. If we've got him, we hold him. It's a low-volume day. We hold him, we see what happens. And my confidence on him is pretty low in terms of upside and role, and just how does he get enough numbers to be useful? That's what we're going to find out. For the Lakers, Dennis Schroeder, Tom Bryant, they're out with that thumb surgery. Both of them had thumb surgery on their own thumbs, of course. Troy Brown's still out. There's no one listed questionable at the moment. The Clippers, fully clear injury report, which is sick for a team that had so many guys hurt last season. They are fully healthy at the moment. Let's, uh, let's hope that that does remain. Hey, quick reminder, if you are watching this on YouTube, why don't you hit subscribe? That means you'll never miss a show. And if you hit the bell, you'll also never miss a show. You can just fling it, fling it there and then you'll get told every time there's a show coming out. And that's really helpful for me, but I think it's also helpful for you. So hit subscribe. It always helps out a lot. Also, another thing for you guys to check out is our uh, our show, Locked On Game to Game. 
the new show we've got that recaps the action across whatever league it is you're interested. So game to game, NBA, every moment, top performance, every result, as well as our show Locked On Sports Today, which is a 22-minute recap of everything happening in the sports world every day, hosted by Peter Bukowski. So check out Locked On Sports Today and check out Locked On Game to Game. All right, let's look at some streaming options. It's time to get streaming. Shout out R. Kelly. Um, actually, not shout out. He's an asshole. Category leagues. Pat Beverly. Oh, man, like three points. Yeah, but four steals and two blocks. You did not draft Patrick Beverly for his scoring. You drafted him to get some out-of-position rebounds, and that wasn't particularly good on opening night, but you drafted him to get a couple of assists and some steals, and he had four of them with two blocks. He's available. That No one plays Thursday. He's got to be rostered. He won't be the guy that you have to hold all season. He will get hurt at some point, but he's got to be rostered. I drafted him a lot in last rounds of drafts. You saw it in my perfect draft video that I did two days before the season. He was my last round pick. Happy with how it turned out. Kendrick Nunn's a target. He scored pretty well. Yes, a lot of that came in garbage time against the Warriors, but Lonnie Walker's bad. Austin Reeves struggled. Schroeder is out. Nunn at least has some scoring punch. And on a team devoid of NBA caliber players, I reluctantly have to admit that Nunn probably is an NBA caliber player. I, I, I don't like the bloke, as you're well aware. But he is worthy of being streamed in and maybe even held. Lovingly. Cradled. Marcus Morris is a streaming option. I don't think he's a long-term guy. His upside is really low. He's going to have small touches. He's going to rest. He's going to have limited minutes. But on a day like this, you stream him. Reggie Jackson, also a streaming option. And Grayson Allen, as we talked about. Grayson Allen might be a stream, but also someone that we can hold. Now, guys like Morris and Jackson are not guys I really see having longer-term value. Beverly, I do. Allen, maybe short-term. And none, maybe as well. So there are some guys you can add for the schedule, but also for some longer-term value. We look at some deeper league players. These guys are all available in over 90% of leagues. Morris is there. Grayson Allen is there. That's crazy. Anything in 16 teams, he's got to be rostered. I, again, I'd add him for 12s. But if he's in 16s, well, that's insane. Uh, PJ Tucker, schedule works out well. Lonnie Walker's bad, but he did have five assists to steal on a block, which you're in a 16 or 18-teamer. There's use there as long as he starts. I don't really know how they can go this season. Because they're not tanking, because they lose their draft pick. Um, they can't really, you know, that'd be the only reason to start Lonnie Walker is to lose games. Jordan Nwora, he's going to get shots up and he is a really strong rebounder for his position and there are minutes available. And then Austin Reeves, who I, I do think should play a little bit more, whether they make that decision or not, but in deeper leagues, he is going to be an option for us there. And then we look at points leagues options. These are all available in over 50% of leagues. Beverly, you know, even though again, he only had three points, six defensive stats, his 18 fantasy points right there. Reggie Jackson, Lonnie Walker, much better points league than category league guy. Kendrick Nunn and Marcus Morris Sr. are some options to stream in for points leagues. So that's it for the two games on Thursday. As I said, subscribe, but also follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and Odyssey. Thumb it up, leave your comments, follow me. It's all good. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.